Transplaner RPG is proudly sponsored by at Dimitri Opines on Twitter. That is at D-M-I-T-R-Y-O-P-I-N-E-S. And Explain Trade, a negotiation skills training consultancy believing in the power of D&D and Transplaner's potential to grow, tell great stories, and lift up our community. Explain Trade trains negotiators for governments, big companies, NGOs, and offers e-learning courses for individuals looking to get a better deal from their boss. Level up your charisma score and check out explaintrade.com. Hey there, thank you for tuning in to Trans Planar RPG. We are an all transgender, people of color led, 100% homebrew, Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition live streamed actual play campaign set in an original non colonial anti orientalist world. I am your game master, Connie, my pronouns are they, he, and she, and this is my cast. My name is C. I use they, them pronouns, and I play Okahaye, an Osamar blood hunter slash monster hunting expert. I'm Erica, and I play V Nocturzo, your lovable elf sorcerer slash charlatan with draconic ancestry. My name is Lyra, and I use they, she pronouns. I play Manaya Wairua, a half-orc fighter with a sailing background. I'm Max, my pronouns are they, them, and I play Dewey Quirk, an Aarakocra artificer and researcher on the run from his former employers at the Ohanahi Research Laboratory. You can support Transplaner RPG by pledging to our Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res assets, and much, much more. You can also support us by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps immensely with getting new listeners to find us. So, with that out of the way, here are the content warnings for this episode. Content warnings for this episode include homelessness, graphic violence, a refugee crisis, and animals in captivity. Arc 3, Episode 5, Broken Glass and Blood from Riot by Gwendolyn Brooks. The sky is sundered and red. The sun hangs low on the horizon, the rays of Galtanger blotted out by innumerable massive wings belonging to the stranger. It's hundreds and thousands of swiveling eyes covering every inch of Andake's atmosphere. Its body punches toward the sky like a broken blade, all sharp edges and blood, more beautiful and terrible than anything the eight of you could have imagined. The bodies of your comrades, soldiers, fighters, good people, lay strewn across the red rock. Your gods are gone. They cannot hear you. They cannot answer your prayers. You look at each other in desperation, your faces riven by pain and loss. And that's when one of you grabs it. The sword. You wrap your fingers around the scaled jade hilt and pull, dislodging it from a mountain of burning corpses. Hope glimmers along Dream Hunter's silvered edge. And then the sword flies from your grasp and plunges deep into your chest. Golden blood splatters. 
and Okahie, paragon of Sen, falls to their knees, and all of you see. And then we cut to a sunless morning with dull gray light hanging over Rosso like a prayer gone sour. A woman pulls a rickshaw along a dirt road, the wheels of her vehicle jittering over discarded animal bones, pottery shards, broken glass, and leather strips. There's no passenger in her rickshaw. Instead, the interior is piled high with her life's belongings, clothes, satchels, shoes, heirlooms. The woman passes by a family rooting through trash for food, a smashed-in storefront, a massive boulder cratered in the middle of the street, surrounded by the splintered remains of a paved road. The woman walks past all of this, pulling her rickshaw until, finally, she arrives at the plaza of risk and reward. Gleaming marble steps lead up, up, up to a dais where the tower of risk and reward rises to dizzying heights above the clouds like the finger of a god scraping the underbelly of heaven. The woman pushes forward but is swallowed by a crowd gathered at the base of the tower. Hundreds if not thousands of people throng in this plaza murmuring in excitement pressed up against each other like sardines. Every now and then, one of them cranes their neck as though waiting for a firework display. The people here are an unparsable mix of destitute and rich, strong and weak, healthy and injured. It's impossible to tell what's suturing them together. And then the answer comes. A gong sounds, ringing out from the tower, silencing the chattering crowd. There is a sensation like static shimmering in the air before a storm, and then a projection of a face flickers into existence halfway up the tower. Atalanta, the champion of Nabal, looks down at her gathered constituents, the gills on either side of her regal neck flaring in anticipation. Her face is grim, serious, the kelp green mass of her hair schooled into a strict ponytail. And then she speaks. Friends, lovers, Nabalians, it is my duty and honor to announce the terms of this year's championship challenge. As always, anyone is allowed to participate, except for those who have already been crowned champion or regent in the past. The terms are as follows. A hush falls over the crowd. The people inch forward, breathlessly waiting for Atalanta's next words. And as they do, we linger on one of the tower's windows several dozen floors into the stratosphere. And through the clear glass, we see Oka, Manaya, Dewey, and V. The four of you are gathered in the central living space of the heroes' quarters. You're watching the same announcement play as an illusory projection above the teleportation lodestone in the center of the room. Sleep hangs heavy under your eyes. Five minutes ago, the four of you were jolted awake by the exact same nightmare as always, but there was a significant difference. And now, 
You're all watching Atalanta's transmission. Atalanta continues. As we all know, there have been rumors of a carnival somewhere deep in the depths of Clothau jungle. It is said that those who hear its music are drawn into its web never to be seen again. As your champion and the steward of Nabal, I have decided that this year's championship challenge will be to stop the carnival and return those taken by it back to Brasso by any means necessary. Gasps resound from the gathered crowd. And then applause swells up, cheering, clamoring, people thumping their chests and whooping. But Atalanta interrupts the cacophony by raising a pale blue hand. The southern perimeter of Clothal Jungle has been designated as a home base for all championship hopefuls. Those wishing to participate in this year's challenge should erect your tents there. The championship commences tonight. Wait for the sound of the gong. Godspeed. And the transmission ends. In your hero's quarters, what do the four of you do? Uh, I think Oka has been shoving like Kunji into their mouth this whole time. Uh, and with their mouth still full, they go, I do you think it's, I mean, it's kind of a short notice. Starts tonight. I'm sure the championship is probably something they don't want people to prepare for too much. It'll get some people an unfair advantage. Those who can spare the time. You know me, I like to jump into a challenge before uh, I've had any time to think about it. Well, I suppose we've had all month to think about it. Speaking of which, what's the plan? Do we just head into this like we did the riots? I mean, a strange force pulling people in, not letting them go. Same thing? I mean, it seems pretty cut and dry. The Raven Queen wasn't fucking with anyone, but it makes sense that Scott and Nectis would be. So yeah, we've done this before. We can do it again. No problem. Let's just... No, uh Oka, this is different. The riots, the rage drew people in, especially those with great physical strength. This seems to take everyone, which means our precautions... What precautions can we take? I, ju I can't leave my weapons behind again. We can't do the same thing we did last time. We need to... I don't know. Well, maybe being paragons is uh, precaution enough. The Hydra Flare couldn't touch our brains the same way it touched everyone else in green open water. And the pressure of the shards, the echoes, doesn't seem to affect us in the same way. I think the most important thing is finding someone to pin the championship on. Because I don't want it to be me or you. And, v and uh, Oka points at V. What well, makes you think I want it? Some unknown force sitting around in my body? This sounds like a terrible idea. I was talking about the title of Championship of Nabal. Doesn't that sound good? It has a nice ring to it. V, the champion of Nabal? Like I said, not her. Uh, so, basically anyone else. I feel like our preparation would best be suited trying to find someone to uh, pin it on. I've got someone who'd be more than happy to win, I think. No guarantees on your ability to rule fairly, but... What are you talking about? Uh, my mentor has a new mentee who is very eager to participate and win and kill. I'm sorry, you're who? Uh, my old friend. Um, 
she works in town. Did she give you that? Um, and Oka like gestures at the cool leather armor that I think Dewey's wearing oh, now. Yeah. Uh, you like my new shirt? I don't know if I would call that a shirt, but um, looks like we all got fun little gifts. Certainly better than what you wore to the beach. There was nothing wrong with what they wore to the beach, then. <laughs> so, all right, so we've got that person. Um, anybody else have some folks that they'd maybe be interested in? My adventure took me far to the south shores. Even if I had met someone down there, they wouldn't be able to get up in time. Well, by that logic, I, I don't want Seaver to get it, so... Well, maybe we can check out the tents down there. Get down early? Gonna take us all day to get down there, right? Should leave soon then. I'm sure with a bit of uh, extra persuasion, there would definitely be a rickshaw rider able to get us down there right quick. It must be bustling downstairs already. Might be quicker if we had mats of our own. There's a stable around the base of the tower. Okay, you're familiar with it. I am. Their stock might be sold out at this point, though. Uh, and okay, I think like glances out the window where they're still like in their cute pajamas, like with their bowl of, of breakfast. They like look out the window. People are swarming down there like ants. We should head up before fighting breaks out on the way there, probably. Are you meeting up with your mentor then, Dewey? Should we go pick them up? No, the person I was talking about said that Ray would meet us here at the tower. So we won't be able to miss around. You know, you're funny, Dewey. I'm always surprised by the company you keep. This wasn't my choice. They are terrifying, which I might think, be a good thing, but... I think, like, Oka, like, leans down with their bowl of cereal, and they, like, they, like snap their fingers. Scarier than me, Dewey. Uh, okay, I think we, both, we all know the answer to that question. That's the correct answer, Manaya. Thank you. Keep in mind, we need to keep an eye out for the potential paragon of Girabathi and... Scott and Nectus, if we can find them. I think we know who that is. Look, just because I've had dreams about them doesn't mean they're um, Paragon. Let's, let's not get that. Yeah. Sorry, I've been out of the loop with all of this. You didn't feel God it at the Raven's Eye. I saw the ocean and the sun, but the sun was too blinding. I couldn't see anything after that. But no, Ravi said, never mind. We'll talk about this later. We need to go. Yeah, keep your god senses open and tingling and have breakfast. Okay, and on that, the four of you teleport down to the ground level of the tower, uh, where as you spill off of the dais, it's swarming with tons of folks. You see that all of the stores inside the base of the tower seem to have within like the 30 minutes that it took you to like get down here, started selling championship stuff. Like, get your weapons here, get your shields here, get your armor here, get the special potion that's selling it under the table. It'll give you lots of strength. You know, this potion will make you invisible. You know, stuff like that. Everyone's hawking their uh, snake oil uh, and some legitimate oils, right? But most of it is snake oil. And people are swarming and buying as much as they can. Seems like a lot of people down here uh, are championship hopefuls and are stocking up uh, before heading to the southern perimeter of Clothal Jungle. And then, boof, the four of you materialize on the dais and you look around. Yes, Manaya? Uh, V, did you ever find those mind-shielding potions we were trying to get? No, all I found was this crown that makes you tell the truth, which is probably the opposite of what we want right now. Maybe. 
So totally. how did you how did how did you get that again? I am a little fuzzy on the details considering I didn't ask. It was a gift from Siebert, okay? And then I burned this house down. You know, I'm gonna just let that be. I'm glad you had a good time, V. I think it was the opposite of good time, but you know, maybe we live in a world of opposites, I don't know. Opposite day is bear three. We're a few months out. Excellent. I could see if my shop that I own has anything. Oh my god, you're so fucking funny, V. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the shop that you own the D2 is like a is like abandoned. There's no one going in. You see that like the front part of the store has been smashed in. Looks like there were looters <laughs> that went after it and took some stuff. But for the majority, you know, of it, people are ignoring it because everyone's flocking toward championship goods. Oh, this place has really gone to shit, V. Good job. No, Good management. Just like anything, V touches, it just falls apart within moments of her touching it. So I, once this carnival business is done, I must come back and yell at my, uh, my manager here. I was going to ask you if I could just make a, a little, like, I don't know, investigation roll just to see if I find anything neat in the clutter at V's shop. Yeah, go for it. Roll investigation. How, what are the rest of you doing as Oka eyes the broken storefront? I don't see shit. I, I pick up a piece of glass and I cut my thumb on it. And then I'm like, ow, damn, fuck this shop. I'm writing a bad review. <laughs> I rolled a four. I didn't find anything. Yeah, no, you cut, you cut your hand on a piece of glass. You look around. Uh, all you really see are like broken furniture, some random clothes littered with glass. Seemed like a V... <laughs> robbed uh, Barney the dinosaur of like a clothing store, like a pottery barn or something <laughs> is what you now own. Uh, as the four of you look around, all of you hear a voice, a familiar voice go, uh, heroes, please, I assume the four of you will be on your way to Clothau jungle immediately. You turn and you see Gwyn, the Fearbolg attendant, who is supposed to attend to your every need. Uh, their cow-like ears are pleasantly uh, uh, bent downward in a display of deference. Uh, Gwyn, right. We'll need a way to get to the jungle edge rather quickly. Uh, do you think we could hook us up with that sable you brought me to earlier, or...? Certainly. I have many connections all over Rasso. Please, follow me. Will you be participating in the uh, championship challenge, Gwyn? I'm afraid not. My talents lay in diplomacy, speech, social connections, not so much the blade. Well, don't you think a good champion should have both? Perhaps they don't even need to be good at a blade, especially in a time like this. You speak with a lot of sense, uh, Master Hiei. Uh, but no, I have no aspirations for such a high title. I prefer to do my work from the shadows, being the whisper in the hero's ear as one might say. Yeah, you do kind of keep pace in the shadow, don't you? You can never fucking tell when you're coming up. Okay, Gwyn leads the four of you out of the Tower of Risk and Reward, and as you step outside, poof, we cut to uh, the stables, uh, where we see like several horses being led out for each of you. Maybe there's like a horse shopping montage. I want my elk again, give me a mount. Yes, Oka, you are able to grab the same, the self-same elk that took you all the way to Convergence. Uh, it looks 
it looks very annoyed that you're it's being led away from its feed. It's in the middle of like eating in the morning and let's on a uh, as the stable attendant like is like, come on now, come on now, this one's so stubborn. Here you go. You're elk again. Oka leads their elk. Um Dewey, you could probably sit on the back here if you like. Or V, really. I don't know how to ride elk. It's... Hold on to them. They're the animal person. They'll keep you safe. All right. And do you want the owlbear again? I'm sorry. Someone else rented it for the I'm day. sorry. The what? You, you, what? There was an owlbear in here. Nobody told me. Oh, eight gods above. Fucking hell. Listen, there are a few horses on Andake that can carry and Nadu Rohan. Yes, I took an owlbear and I'm rather glad to see someone else took it. I'd rather have an animal more suited to riding maybe of course of course here you go we call this one big papa our biggest draft horse that we got i think this one will be able to hold you uh and the attendant uh, brings out big papa who is a huge like clydesdale like just absolutely massive uh and that means just barely big enough for Manaya to ride uh with the rest of you uh this young gentleman points at you, Dewey, and this young woman with the two of you also like your own steeds? Good friends well, with Dewey Gwyn, I'll give with, you a discount. If Dewey rides, rides with uh, Oka, V, I suppose that puts you with me. For the sake of time, I think we'll just take these two. That's probably better. I've never met a horse that liked me. <sighs> Nay. I cannot imagine why, V. I literally can't imagine why. Big Papa spits at uh, V's feet. <laughs> We cut now to Oka and Dewey on this elk with like tack and saddle on and Manaya and V on Big Papa uh, walking down the broad boulevards, the narrow alleyways and the dirt paved roads uh, that lead to the southern boundaries of Clothal jungle to the north. Uh, and as you make your way out of the Plaza of Risk and Reward, you enter some of the uh, out outer plazas, including uh, the Plaza of Nature and Change which is, of course, Sen's Plaza. And here you see, like, uh, trees have been curated to grow uh, quite densely here. It almost feels like you're, like, in in the Court of Ravens again with how many, like, how the the buildings are sutured against the trunks, etc. Then you walk through this plaza where you see kids running around, throwing balls at each other, laughing. Yes, Manaya? Uh, Manaya, as she passes by maybe a, a lower, well, not maybe a lower hanging branch, but a regular branch, I think she reaches up with one hand and runs her hand through the leaves, putting just a little bit of magic to maybe make them change colors a little bit. Well, that's very sweet. Yeah, you put your hand out to make the, the leaves change color, and some kids who are passing a, a pigskin around uh, pause and look up, and they go, whoa, uh, as they see like these I, golden leaves fall. Yes, I, I pluck one. And I and I lean down and hand one to them, and he say, "Take care of this one for me, all right? I'll be back for it." Oh, can can you make an apple? Can we get some food too? We're really hungry. Oh, of course. Is there an apple tree nearby? I'm sure I could do something. Uh, no. Our neighbors took all the apples from our apple tree. But the tree's still there. It is. But it's gonna be a while since there's gonna be fruit. Lead me to this tree. Okay, yeah, come here. It's just around the corner. Uh, and the kid, the kid, the kids peel off. Uh, they sort of discard their the little pigs pigskin bladder they were they were 
dro- dropping around. Uh, and they lead you, Big Papa, and V uh, to around the bend to you, where you see a little garden with, sure enough, a tree. As you can see, there's not a lot of fruit here. Uh, but if you don't have any apples, could we have some money? You look like I you're rich, a- miss. Gestures at V. Uh, no, no. She just looks rich. It's it's a facade, you see. We're in costume. But let me see this tree. And Manaya gets down off the horse um, and puts her hands on the tree trunk and concentrates. I, I don't know. Manaya's never done this before, but she wants to help. Um, okay. Uh, what's her passive perception? 15. Uh, v, what is yours? It's 10. Okay. Uh, how much gold do you have on you, Manaya? A hundred. Okay. Uh, Manaya, you put your hands on this tree as you concentrate and try to make it bloom again. Just make an arcana check for me. Non-natural 20. 18 oh, plus nice. 2. Yeah. Uh, you've, a wind flows around in your soul and you feel the princess stir within you. Uh, you wake her from her usual like uh, slumber, I think, that she, she has it within your soul. Here I go. Manaya, what's this? Trying to make a f- tree flower? These kids are starving. The apples were taken. Could we make some more grow? Oh, sure. Oh, but that's odd. This isn't an apple tree at all. Uh, and then you no? feel a little kid hand like reach into like your pouch and is like digging around in there for your gold. And you turn around in time to see like one of the kids like wrench like uh, maybe like a lot of gold worth like handful of like coins like from your pouch and they begin to turn and run off. Laughing. What do you do? Can I try to grab that kid's hand? Yes. Like make, by the wrist. Make a grapple check. What'd you get? A grapple would be uh, just Make a dex, dex because you're trying to like grab them and they're trying to slip out. Slip out. 18. 18. Okay. Uh, you are able to, let's say, hold on to them for a minute and like say something before they slip out again. Or, like, do something uh, I else. grab the child's wrist, not super hard, but firm. And I say, this isn't an apple tree, is it? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to try to take the bag out of their hand, but I am going to give them uh, 10 gold out of it. Just 10 gold, miser. Come that on! Get you a sap- that should get you a sapling for your own tree. It'll grow for many generations. That's got to take 10 years, old lady. Just give us the rest of your gold. Come on, we're starving orphans. Wow, I can't believe someone else gets called the old lady. This is new territory for me. Um, You're hold even on. older, right. lady. You look like turtle I know. milk. I, I, yes, and I taste like it too. Don't worry. All right, hold on. <laughs> that's, all, that's not... I see, I see that I have a bunch of little entrepreneurs before me, and that's impressive. You all are doing quite well for yourselves. Um... Yeah, I'm going to pull out two rations. You give back to Manaya what belongs to Manaya. I'll give you these two rations. And I'll even give you five pieces of gold. We'll take the rations and the gold. And now we know First. your name. <laughs> Manaya. Uh, and the other orphan who's been skirting around darts forward, snatches the gold and the rations and says, well, these are low quality. They're not even the good top shelf rations. Can't even resell this for a profit. Whatever. Oh, it's like little little bees running around. I, I, I gotta appreciate their hustle. Come on, Persimmon. Let's show Bloodthirst what we got. Let me go. Uh, oh, and I oh. think that's, yep. The kid, like, wrenches their wrist out. 
uh, and is like, meh, you know, like sticks out a tongue. Uh, and both of them say, you stink, you stink. And they turn and they, they run off uh, on you. Uh, and I think while that's been happening, Oka and Dewey, the two of you have kept going, right? Presumably. Uh, I feel like Oka like turned around to shout at Manaya and then turned and like, it, I mean, there, I've assumed that there are tons of people on the street. So Oka's trying to navigate and they're like doing a thing where they like grab the antler and like stand up on the elk's back and they're like, fucking move it! Uh, you know, like, <laughs> and then they turn around and the giant horse and the giant ha- half work and little V are just not there. And they're like, they're standing and they're like, for fuck's sake, Dewey, where did they go? Dewey's just desperately trying to keep his things from like, uh, the things that are hanging off of his belt from like smacking people in the face as they ride past and like dropping things. He's like, I, I don't know. Were you not uh, just looking at them? I was just looking at them. They were talking to some dumb little kids. Oh, they'll be uh, well, I hope they fucking know where the jungle is. Uh, and I think it's like too, it, like they try to maybe like turn, but there are too many people going in one direction. So they, I think are pulled along by the crowd. Okay, eventually, Oka, Dewey, and the elk, you reach the crest of a hill. So I want you to imagine Rosso as sort of being like its various towers. It's a large capital city. It's sort of in like a, a bowl, right? Like a gentle bowl. Uh, and then on like the, the south side of Rosso, the bowl, the edge of the bowl curves up and then spills down onto the sandy shores of Bacchanalia Beach. And now on the north side of Rosso, it goes up. You reach the crest and you look down at sweeping, verdant summer plains, uh, grasses that lead to, in the near distance, a dark forest. Doesn't quite look like a jungle yet. Looks mostly like a temperate wood. Uh, but Dewey, you in particular would know, like, the deeper you go into this, like, wood, like, the more jungly it gets. And this wood known as Clothal Jungle, just spans the horizon, right, from west to east. And it's like a sea, it's a veritable like sea of green. And I think maybe the two of you flash back to the Court of Ravens for a bit, but it's significantly less wet. You see Ingear Lake, right, glimmering in like the far distance to, the, to your uh, west and, and your east. And you see just tents already. Right, like all the way down. Most of it, most of these tents have been set up like right up along the perimeter of Clothout Jungle. Uh, and those who didn't get good pull position, right, are setting up their tents farther away, or it seems to be a strategic decision not to set it up so close, right? Uh, but you see like large tents, single people tents, double people tents, uh, entire camps of it appears like adventuring parties going in together, etc. See like uh, fires already being built. You see like one area people are erecting like a fence and it almost looks like a military camp that people are like already like putting like wooden stakes into the ground, etc. And you see, you know, other people spill out from like around you chattering excitedly going down this mossy, uh, grassy knoll. Uh, And there's got to be at least several hundred people, if not like a, a thousand people already like spilling out here there's a lot like Dewey you think of like the last time you were here for the championship tournament and there were a lot of people this seems like there there might even be more uh, so what do the two of you do as you come up on this um, I think Oka would pull the elk kind of like off the road and to the side to wait for I mean Manaya and V are going to spill out of this road you know soon uh, and in the meantime they kind of like you know they're paused there um like sitting on the elk and they turn to Dewey. I thought you worked at the URL. I did. Are you familiar with Nabal? Also, yes. Oh, well-traveled bird. 
just these two places basically but is this where you studied or something uh i worked here for a year or two doing your uh tinkering thing yeah there's lots of people who are in the market for gadgets around championship time <laughs> sounds like a good deal why'd you leave it's always more dangerous than they tell you um <laughs> and there can only be one winner and things get pretty competitive yeah well it does doesn't, doesn't it? it yeah well don't worry dewey i'm competitive as fuck that's not a good that that doesn't reassure me. It doesn't? Oh, come on. There are at least 100 people more competitive than you and willing to cut you down to win for themselves. So <laughs> I'll take those odds. Dewey, there you are. Uh, and Dewey, hear the familiar growl of Xiaohu, uh, this jaguar-like tabaxi with crystal blue eyes, uh, uh, re-crests the hill and re is riding on the back of a literal panther, which is kind of odd because they're like a jaguar-like tabaxi riding on the back of a panther uh, on a saddle. Uh, they pull the panther to a stop. The panther lets out a grrr. Uh, and Xiaohu hops off, nods at you, uh, and you see nearby Tanga. Uh, is riding on what appears to be a really large uh, chicken, and then he realizes it's an ostrich. Uh, and Tanga pulls the ostrich to a stop and hops off as well and says, Oh, hello, you must be Oka. I have heard so much about you from Cardu. Oh, have you? I haven't heard anything about you. My name's Oka. Pleasure. Oh, but Cardu has neglected to mention, and Tanga's like shaking your hand, just how muscular and handsome you are. Oh, stop. You're going to make me blush. Oh. And Tonga, like, giggles, you know, and, like, uh, fans herself a little. Uh, and do oh you're God. like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. who's <laughs> like, can we please set up a camp soon? The good positions will be taken. I assume you're competing, then. Yes. And winning. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you, too. Are you also trying to win? Or are you here to support me like Cardu? I think we're on uh, team support, right, Cardu? Yes, we're all here for you. Good, you've backed the right to Baxi. I will do whatever it takes to win for the good of the championship and her people. Is that coming from like a place of truth, uh, of like passion, or is that just kind of a like a, a throwaway sentence? Do you want to roll insight? I do want to roll insight. I almost forget sometimes that we're playing D&D where I can roll stuff. It's exciting. Uh, 18. 18. You could ask two questions about Xiaohu, and I'll answer truthfully. Uh, my question being, uh, is this some, is this like a legitimate thing? Like they care, like that Xiaohu cares about, uh, um, Nabal and her people and is, and that's why they're doing the championship. Yes. What's your next question? I'll hold on to that second question and, and say, interesting. Well, uh, we're waiting for a few slow pokes uh, who seem to have gotten lost in the streets. Why don't you two go ahead and make camp and we'll find you? Of course. Well, our uh, tent, uh, Cardi, you probably remember from, you know, a couple years back, uh, has a very distinctive top. Uh, it's the one with all the gears on the side. All right, we'll see you down there. So great to meet you in person at last, Oka. Mwah. You have charming friends, Dewey. He was never this flirty when I was around. 
Uh, you hear her as she's like going down the slopes, you know, with Xiaohu. I'm getting older. I need to settle. <laughs> she goes down the, the hill. So you really worked the championship circuit then? Not directly. I I wasn't in it, uh, per se. Uh, and I think at that point, that's when you hear the familiar <laughs> snort. Well, horse noises uh, of Big Papa uh, coming up behind you, and you see Manaya casting, like literally blotting out like the sunless light a bit from like how tall she is, especially on this horse now, uh, with V on the back of this Clydesdale as well. I did want to have a smaller conversation with V after we got back on the horse. Okay, sure. We'll play that uh, out a little bit. Yeah, so maybe let's say this is happening while you're like going up like the side of this uh, grassy slope. Manaya hasn't said anything. Uh, since the kids left us and we just got on the horse and went. But after the long pause, Manaya like turns her head down and says to you, V, V, I know this is going to be hard for you, but I need the truth. Why do you lie? That's uh, an interesting question. Where did I come from? Where I grew up? Words could mean several things all at once. And so sometimes what may look like a lie is actually a truth and vice versa. Have you been to Chikai much and like actually gotten to know the people there? Aside from a few ports here and there, no. Well, it's, um, you know, it's a place where I'm not going to say everybody's like me. There's only one V, but uh, the language there is a little more flexible here and so I'm used to having that flexibility when I talk it's not that I completely lie it's that I bend the truth to unbelievable proportions but why why would you do that why not be genuine because in the end all that is important is that I survive and I stay ahead of the next person who's trying to get something from me it is better to get ahead of someone than it is to be betrayed by someone. Is that why you're with us? So you That's can have the I... fame, the fortune, to what, be the richest woman in Andake? I think at this point we catch up with Oka and Dewey. Where the hell did you two go off to? We have a championship to do. Come I on. don't want to talk about it. It's just, I'm glad you didn't get too far ahead. Where's that cab? Down that way. Look for the big tent with the gears. Okay. Uh, the four of you spill down the grassy knoll and you begin to pass various kinds of tents. Many of them are like pretty normal, right? Just like a two person, one person tent uh, with maybe like a little like fire pit out front or like bags, you know, uh, people like, like uh, nailing down staves to uh, keep their tents in place. Several of the tents are not quite normal at all. Uh, you see a small, a tiny, like, single-person tent, but you see multiple people going in, and the tent never seems to, like, you know, get overcrowded, right? Uh, you see, like, huge, like, dudes, like, going in one after the other, and, like, several of them, like, come out, but it doesn't, like, where are they going? Where are they headed? You don't know. You pass by another tent, or rather, you almost run right into it, uh, because it there's some sort of shimmery quality to the cloth that makes it blend into its surroundings. It's only when, you, like, the halfling man who owns it it's, puts up his hands and goes, hey, 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 watch where you're going. 
Well, don't set up a fucking invisible tent then. Oh, you're clearly not going to make it far in the championship if you can't even see through my almost invisible tent. God, people are insufferable. Uh, yeah, and you walk past this shimmery, almost invisible tent. Uh, you pass by that military-like camp. That's less of a tent and more of like a straight-up camp. You see there are people like setting in wooden stakes into the ground. And like you even see some of them in the middle of building what appears to be a watchtower. Uh, but they're moving very quickly and there are no fewer than like... 10 or 15 people, like, working on, like, just erecting this camp. Uh, but there are tents set up inside as well. And you notice, like, one person in charge of everything. Uh, a tall, proud-looking half-orc man uh, with his hair braided back with dark skin, uh, black hair. Uh, very uh, neatly trimmed beard. And he's wearing plate armor in black, gold, and red. And when you pass by, you overhear him talk, and he's speaking in Talmadi, not Nabalish at all. Or even common. He's not one of the, like, advisors or anything that we met. Those of you who went to the awards ceremony, roll a history check to see if you can place his face. Who all went to that? V went, Manaya went, I think. I don't think Oka and Dewey went. I only rolled a seven. Uh, I'll use a luck point then, Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Manaya, what'd you get? I got a six, Would but I'll like keep it person? because oh. Manaya's a bit distracted. Uh, he looks familiar, uh, but you can't exactly. You're like you're pretty sure you saw him at the award ceremony, but you can't place his name, like who he was sitting with, you know, etc. Like what district of Dabathati he would have like served with, etc. V, what did you get with your luck point? Nine. Okay, that's also not great. I think you get like a similar grasp to who he is as Manaya. I lived in uh, Dabathati for a while. Would I potentially know who this person is? That's a fine justification. Uh, roll history. V, would you like to use another luck point or personal inspiration or collective? Um, I'm going to use a collective inspiration. I'll use one more luck point. Um, 11. 22. And V, you got an 11? Yeah. Okay, let's see. Let's do you first, V. Yes, you do remember this man. Uh, he was sitting with the Consul of Vinash, uh, which you're very familiar with is the uh, destruc Destruction District. He was sitting with uh, Abramed Rahim, who is a tabaxi uh, man who is the Consul of Vinash. Uh, Oka... You remember his name, I think, floating around because he's a fairly high-ranking military official. There's no war, so the military operations uh, are mostly like reserve corps and like for like defense, as opposed to like going to war with Shulong or something. Uh, this is Major Khan Parthi. You often see him training with both the Day Watch and the Night Watch. Maybe you've even like gone to jail for like drunkenly and like drunken disorderly whatever and like he's been there to like look at you <laughs> like maybe that's how you remember him uh but based on your 22 i will allow you to tell me something about him that is interesting perhaps he was recently demoted um or expelled from his position I love it. Yes, that is absolutely correct. He was recently demoted and or expelled. You're not sure. You don't know why, but you know that he's somewhat disgraced and might not have claim to the major title anymore. Okay. Uh, so the four of you passed by Major Khan Parthi's literal military camp. 
Uh, do any of you pause to like talk or like look or are you just like taking it in and moving on? Uh, I think Oka is just so surprised that they kind of stop and look for a minute when they like recognize this person. Uh, and then, but they like shake and like immediately look away uh, and keep going. And at this, I think Benaya pulls up and goes, from the Republic, do you think they're vying for the championship? I don't know what to think about that, Manaya, but it's interesting. Uh, they certainly are vying for something. So the four of you pass by this military enclosure, and then, similar to like the halfling man who stopped you from running over his tent, uh, the four of you are, are accosted, or rather, draw your steeds to a halt as ostriches. Similar to the ostriches that Tango was riding, but these ones look mean, uh, run past with riders on top, you know? And the riders are like, woo! They're like whooping, you know? And the ostriches are outfitted with like spurs and like like iron beaks. They've got like beak, you know? And like studs on their necks. Uh, and the riders are whooping, one of them standing on her ostrich, and they're like like throwing around these like chained whips uh, and like spike like spiked ball and chain and they're like like they seem to be practicing right as they're like riding along on their ostriches and shouting and whooping i think uh, manaya maybe bumps v behind her and goes wonder if they're related to the the snake riders back from the race well we saw what happened to them when yeah where are the bone breakers at i kind of feel like they'd be here <laughs> They absolutely would be. <laughs> uh, and as these ostrich riders run uh, run past, uh, the four of you hear familiar voice go, Oh my god, Manaya, Dewey, Okavi! And you turn to see a shitty little patchwork tent uh, that's like being cr outcrowded by like a tent with like a huge elephant nearby, you know, and the elephant, you know, is like, it almost seems to be like stomping on this tiny tent. And you see the bone breakers in the middle of setting up their tent. You see Lore, the green skinned tiefling who addressed you and is waving the four of you over. You see Quailheart, who makes the heart eyes emoji at Dewey as soon as he lays. Faces Eric Oker eyes upon you. And of course, a little goblin, Scrum, uh, who's actually doing all the work and setting up the tent. <laughs> what do the four of you do? Uh, Manaya immediately waves back with a smile on her face and goes, We're setting up our tent. We'll be right over. Oh, great. Awesome. Wait, okay, hold on. Uh, uh, keep, keep doing the thing, uh, Lore says to her underlings and jogs over to you all. Whoa, those are some awesome steeds. Oh my God. I totally forgot the meeting with Atalanta. Did you it didn't already cash happen? that in? I'm sure you could still get the meeting. Uh, wasn't uh, that interesting. Don't worry about it. What? But she's You'd a be... super hot buff Triton lady. I. Well, maybe I. I'm we sure you'll have. You can have your own meeting later. If you say you're from the Bone Breakers, I'm sure they'd let you in anyway. Oh, oh, we're not the Bone Breakers anymore. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, we are. <clears throat> we are the Blood Stompers. Yeah, I like I like it. It's very creative. Like healers? What? No, no, we're not healers. Healing is for losers. No, we're blood. Well, we'll stop your blood. And stompers, not stoppers. No, no. I see. Stoppers is 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 stupid. No, blood stompers. We're gonna curb stomp your blood right out of your body. Yeah, I kind of like it. Yeah, yeah. No, I like it. Whoever came up with that one should be promoted. It, it was me, <clears throat> actually. Uh, so I can't be promoted any further. Uh, though don't say that around Quailheart, okay? He's trying to undermine me in front of Scrum. Ooh. Sorry, there's some drama among the bone... I mean, the blood stompers. 
So we're definitely going to team up for the challenge, right? Just like we did with it, with the derby. Let's see what happens, but we won't stab you in the back or stomp your blood. Or break your bones. Oh, that's good to hear because you all are like crazy strong and kind of scary. <laughs> so we're just going to we're just going to glom on. We're going to ride your coattails all the way to victory. OK, uh, and maybe on that, the four of you bid adieu to the bone breakers. I mean, the blood stompers. I'm going to change that uh, in my notes. Blood stompers. Uh, and you head off toward a tent in the near distance. Uh, one that seems fairly large, could probably fit like 10 people in it, uh, with almost like a circus top like, uh, but no like stripes or like circusy anything. But you see like various um, gears uh, on rimming the edge of the top of the tent, and the gears are all like turning amongst each other. Uh, and the gears seem to be generating energy for the tent. Right. Uh, and you see like little st steam and smoke puffing out the top of the tent uh, that the gear seems to be helping to generate energy for. Uh, and as you approach what is almost like definitely Tonga's tent, like you also see the ostrich leached outside as well as like the panther sleeping outside nearby. Uh, you all pass by perhaps the most uh, ostentatious tent of all. For like half a moment, y'all are like, is this the carnival? Oh, wait, no, that can't be it. Because you see like a, like a, oh, it makes sense here. You see a huge like trapeze, like station set up uh, with no like cushioning, you know, on the bottom. And there's someone just like swinging on the trapeze and there's an audience gathered, you know, like with sparklers and like beer already. And they're like laughing and like talking to each other. And there's like a big like uh, uh, tent that looks like a circus tent. Uh, set up next to the trapeze. Uh, and you see several elephants milling about outside as well as various zoo and circus animals. Uh, and up in like glowing lights, uh, sort of like a uh, promenade, right? Uh, in, on Vegas Strip. Uh, you see a blue-skinned tiefling uh, image being projected above this tent that all four of you are, are very familiar with at this point. Kane. Kane's tent is the crown jewel of all the tents of the championship uh, and a couple of people looking at the tent uh seem confused they're like what why is why does that look like a carnival is this supposed to be a dig at the carnival etc uh scratching their heads but others are enamored of the trapeze acts and the various juggling acts out in front as well none of you actually see kane themselves out here yet well that is fancy isn't it oh there you are Oh my goodness, it is so good to meet all of you as Tanga, uh, this large, dark-skinned elf woman uh, with very cute, sweet, poofy hair, uh, rushes forward to greet all of you. Oh, Oka and I met earlier, and of course, Dicardu and I know each other. Uh, you must be Manaya, a pleasure, and you must be V. I missed you in the minutes that it was, Tanga. Oh, please, you're making me blush. This your tent then? Set up awfully close to, uh, is that a strategic choice? Tanga leans in, uh, and I think she's wearing goggles over like her eyes and like the goggles like sheen over like anime characters do uh, when they're about to reveal a Kikaku. Uh, she leans in and says, yes, it was a strategic choice. Uh, you know what they say, keep your friends close and fall in love with your enemies. Old championship saying. Exciting. Well, 
Shall, shall we, then? Yes, please. Uh, you can br- leave your packs here, and perhaps we can talk a little bit about our game plan uh, with Xiaohu. Uh, v is my protege, uh, she says, ex- explaining uh, to Manaya and V. Uh, inside our tent, how about that? Come up with a plan, right? Right, we don't have a lot of time. Uh, v, you're good at talking. Do you want to come with me to go scout out the competition while you four make plans? Ooh, I'd love to. Are you sure you don't want to get in on the conversation? It would be good if we all knew what we were doing. But I do see the need to uh, see who else is here. It could probably wait. Let's just all go in. All right, come on in, come on in. I didn't want to bring us too close to the edge of the forest. Uh, I fear that might be a little risky. So I figured this is a good middle ground. Uh, Tonga says, explaining, leading the four of you inside her large tent. And inside you see like a workspace has already been set up. There is like a like a workbench in the corner with like safety goggles and hammers and tools and nails, etc. A Xiao Hu is posted up uh, boxing what appears to be a dummy. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like punching it one, two, one, two, and then bam, hits it, hits it with a rear leg. Boom. And like the dummy's head pops off, you know, and the Xiao Hu like walks over to the head and puts it back on. <laughs> starts boxing it again. Uh, and you see like a, a rug uh, with like a, a low table and some tea set up uh she says please please have a seat have a seat uh cardu i'm sure you noticed that the edge of the forest has been uh well it's receded a little yeah is that due to last championship no no it happened in the past couple of years i want to say uh one of atalanta's advisors uh, which one really mean human man what was his name again amar has been undergoing a, a kind of a initiative, I suppose, a, a housing initiative, uh, because as more and more people come into the championship, even before the cataclysm, our numbers were on the rise, and we had to figure out, you know, too many people and not enough places for everyone to stay. So Amar figured, why not clear out part of Clawfowl Jungle, the part that's not too much of a nature preserve, to build homes? And of course, we've met, you know, there's been some resistance, uh, but that's why the tree line has receded. Of course, all the construction workers have had to halt their progress after the carnival and the cataclysm. Nature reserve? Yes, the depths of Clothal Jungle are t- a technically uh, a preserve, and Atalanta has passed an edict to basically uh, outlaw people from going in and, well, you know, bringing in invasive species or maybe endangering the already endangered species in there. But obviously, this championship challenge is an exception. Exception? When did she say that? Oh, everything goes, right? That's what she said? Just go in there and do whatever it takes to stop the carnival? Right, but we're not... Never mind. Well, thankfully, it's not the jungle itself that's causing problems. Just the carnival within it. So you also mean to tell me that people, most people, haven't been in this part of the jungle since it became a preserve. No, I'm afraid not. Uh, The only person that probably would have uh, would be one of the hopefuls here. I believe I showed you her information. Talat Om. Uh, She's a ranger of sorts. She lives off the land. Amar has been trying to catch her for years, uh, but she's too slippery. She She eludes his grasp. But enough about the boring old championship challenge, which we're going to get to tonight anyway. So the four of you are paragons? What? What? Really? Who's got the big mouth here? I think somebody has a big beak. 
I, I have a device. Oh. Hold on. And she reaches under the table and pulls out what appears to be a gigantic syringe. This should be able to allow me to measure your magical potential. If you don't mind, I just have to stick it and, uh, and then measure. Uh, no, thank you. Oh, uh, I'm thinking about it, but uh, I don't like people to, to, that I barely know to stick things in me. At least take me on a date first. Xiaohu joins the, the tea table and, and is like panting a little to like warm up, you know, for the challenge later tonight. And Ri says, Our biggest competition is Kane. That's why we set up this tent so close to their tent. I'm thinking perhaps we should do something to sabotage them before the challenge even starts. I love that kind of plan. Anything goes, right? But we have to be very careful. Kane is not above murder. I suppose the championship challenge has already begun. Yes, it has. And once that gong sounds, everyone's going to peel into the jungle at once. What's your plan, Xiaohu? My plan is to get in there and win. The sabotage plan. Oh, I was thinking maybe we could poison Kane's drink or something. He's a laxative. I, I don't know. I didn't really think that part through. You're the brains, Tonga Cardu. You're supposed to advise me. What do we do? I could definitely give a good distraction. You have to be careful, V. Xiaoku is right. Kane is very dangerous. Are we sure we would want to get on their bad side this early on? That's a good point, Cardu. Maybe if you just play it safe. I'm sure other people are trying to look out for number one, too. Maybe someone else will try to sabotage them before we do. If we don't mess with them, how likely are they to mess with us? Try to sabotage us. Only if we appear as a threat. Kane is cunning. If we play our cards right and look like we're mediocre, or just somewhere in the middle of the pack, they probably won't target us. Perhaps some observation is in order. I didn't see them out there. Yes, but uh, don't get caught. Here, uh, this should help. Uh, and Tonga springs up and digs through like a big crate and pulls out a pair of spectacles uh, that look very similar to Dewey's, but very small. You know, it says, these should heighten your powers of perception. Anyone? I, I don't need glasses. Those look like Dewey's. Well, yeah, let me Where see you... those. I haven't. Here you go. Did you make those? No? I did. Yeah. I did. Last night, I stayed up all night to make these. Try it, try it, put them on. And I clip them over my glasses. And Dewey, as long as you're wearing these, you have advantage on all perception checks. Nice. As you look around, everything is pulled into sharper focus. Ooh. Tonga, I can see now why you were Dewey's mentor. Although I fear he's failed to tell you very much about you. How long have you been in the championship business? Oh, no, I was never Cardu's mentor. We were partners. We were both mentors uh, to the previous cycle's championship. Oh, wow. That's interesting. And I mean, I don't know. Atalanta was your pick? No, no. Ad Atalanta was something of a sleeper hit. Uh, our top protege was... Uh, well, and Tonga looks uncertainly to you, Cardu, to see if she should proceed with the story. Uh, so laxatives for Kane? Yes. Laxatives for Kane. Are we back on the offensive? I like that, Cardu. I love the laxative idea. Uh, and looking weak. Yes. Well, that shouldn't be too hard for you, right, Cardu? 
Uh, and Tongo like slaps you on the back. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hey, hey, hey. He's grown a lot since you've known him, you know. That's true. And that sword you've got, Cardu, you, you still got to tell me more about that when we have the chance. Once I get a better grip on it. Yeah. <sighs> I'm starstruck. Really, seriously, just looking at the four of you. Ooh, the chosen ones of this generation. Ah! Ooh. Speaking of which, Dewey, we need to talk later. We do? Yes. Is something wrong? Did Car- Cardu, did you do something bad? Or was it you, Manaya, that did something bad? Bongo, what Cardu told you was very sensitive information and can't get out. I swear, I swear on it, I'm not going to tell a single soul. My word is as good as gold. And so is Xiaohu's, right? Yeah. And the four of you get the sense that Xiaohu doesn't really know <laughs> what you're talking Like, baby, like, is, is better focused on fighting. <laughs> and less so on thinking. Right, and if someone's listening in? Oh, don't worry. Um, the security in this tent is airtight. I designed it myself. Well, if your gadgets are anywhere as good as Dewey's are, then... I think I trust that. All right. Well, I think I'm going to do my best to continue working on some last minute tools I've got tinkering on over here. Uh, how about we reconvene uh, maybe an hour before sun's nightfall? It's so weird not having Galtanger in the sky anymore. I'm still not over it. Uh, and then maybe we'll all be together in time for the gong and get set out as a group. But the four of you can do whatever you have to do to prepare, whether that's working on a laxative for Kane or just scoping out the competition. How does that sound? Thank you, Tonga. It's uh, nice to be on your side. Of course, I wouldn't bet against me. All right, I'm gonna work on that trick chessboard now. I really think I'm getting somewhere with it. Uh, Tonga gets up and heads over to her workbench, and you immediately hear bang, 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 so what are the four of you gonna do until nightfall? Uh, when the gong is going to sound and the challenge begins in earnest. Well, we should go meet back with the bone bread, the blood, blood stompers. stompers, blood stompers. V, you don't happen to have a, I don't know, a fake mustache in your bag or something? Why would I actually have a disguise when I can just use magic? Well, it was just, I mean, I am, never mind. Uh, it'll be fine. It'll probably be fine. We could cut off some of your hair and just make a little, oh, it's, not fine, none. Has gotten a little longer since we first met you. Yeah, well, man, it's been a while. I haven't really had time for haircuts. And besides, my hair in the, in the wanted poster is longer than... And I think like Oka kind of like looks over their shoulder at where Tsiahu and Tonga would be, you know, and like talks a little quieter. Either way, you don't have like contacts or something like that. Um, no, I, I use magic. Why would I ever need any kind of disguise kit? Well, can you use magic on me? I actually do have a disguise kit. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> do you're listening to all of this? Just like keeping your lips sealed. <laughs> no, I didn't realize. V's the disguise expert. I don't know. I mean, I could, but I'd have to be pretty near close to you to keep up an illusion. It'll probably be better if we can split up to get as much ground as we can if we're trying to figure out who the hell else is here. 
It's good <sighs> to stay together in case we get caught um, in some sticky situation. Uh, I'm going to put pause on this. Do y'all want to talk out of character to plan what you want to do? Or just like say what your character is interested in doing uh, before the gong sounds? Sure. Okay. Yeah. So out of character, do we do we want to do this thing of like sabotaging Kane or what? It is, I, mean, I suppose, high risk, high reward. It is very, very, very risky. Uh, I mean, I would try something, but I mean, Oka's interested in go not necessarily going into sabotage, mm -hmm. but going in to get more information. Mm -hmm. So if it's like an Oka v Strike Force moment. That's that. Whatever, uh, whatever lacks <laughs> can mix something up, and if you just get the chance when you're talking to Kane. Um, but yeah, I would leave the sneaking in and talking, schmoozing Kane up to V. Mm -hmm. Okay, and Oka maybe it, because both of you are interested. All right, so maybe Dewey, you could, if you wanted to, make it laxative so our a blood hunter and our sorcerer have the option. I'll ask for a roll for that to see like how well you can make this potion. Yes. Uh, what is Manaya? Yes. Why don't you roll nature? Uh, what is Manaya interested in doing? Uh, Manaya's interested in re-meeting with the blood stompers, um, catching up, seeing what they've been up to. Uh, but not really for that long, because, of course, we need to scout out the competition. Uh, she would likely want to fill them in, or she would, not likely, she would want to fill them in on which team we're aligned with, and saying that we're unfortunately taken, but we won't mess with y'all if you don't mess with us. And who knows, if you have something to offer, maybe we could help each other. Um, okay, and then awesome. continue to scout out other tents and teams. Outside of Kane, right? Yes. Oka's also interested in talking to Talat. We're trying to find where Talat mm -hmm. is to get a better lay of the land in the jungle. That would have been Manaya's next step as yeah. well. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so, Dewey, what are you interested in outside of making this potion? Um, I might spend my time doing that and then hand the pictures I have. I think I took down notes or like pictures from when Tonga showed me the three contenders, Talat, Jing, and Kane. Um, like, brief anyone who is doing recon. Uh, give them my notes. Okay, awesome. Uh, so yeah, uh, let's start with Dewey. What did you get on your nature check? I got an 18. Okay, that's pretty good. So that's going to mean that the... Is it a laxative or is it like a poison, like a mild poison or something else? Um, I think it would take more than a, a little bit of diarrhea to keep Kane out of the game. So uh, <laughs> a mild poison. Okay. You have brewed a mild poison that is pretty potent. I think with an 18, it can like take out like an adult person for like a, like it'll take, it won't like kill them, but it'll take about a commission like for a few days at least, unless they get like an antidote stat or unless they're like extremely constituted or something. Okay. Uh, so now let's go to Oka and V. Dewey has created this potion and holds it out in his feathered hands. What do the two of you do? Next. I've mixed it into one of my weak crash shots. Like, it'll make you strong, but uh, also take you out. So maybe maybe Kane's interested? Here. Well, we'll see what we can do with this. It's very fiendish of you, Dewey. I mean, if we're saving the world. It was a compliment, don't worry. Uh, thanks. Oka and V, the two of you take Dewey's 
did you mix it in with one of your caffeine shots? Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. Caffeine laxatives. Uh, and you head out of Tonga's tent. Uh, and at this point, the sky is starting to get a little bit darker. It's it's taken you like the whole day. Maybe let's say you even like break, broke for lunch in Tonga's like tent. Like it's it's starting to turn into like late afternoon here. Uh, and Oka and V, the two of you stride toward Kane's tent. Tell me what your strategy is. So are you the bad clown or am I the bad clown? I still don't really understand. Well, what would you like? It depends. Do we want something where I distract and you plant this pill somewhere? and Or do we want to trick him into thinking it's something good? Well, I don't think... I mean, you could maybe do that, but I don't know if I could make that happen. Um, but we could be distracting, certainly. I mean, like, what are all these acrobats? You and I could probably do something like that, right? Oh, I could do all sorts of things. I no hesitations there. So is this a uh, a clown bit? Sure. V cast this guy's self to look. Um, let's go with let's go with a tiefling. Let's go with a, a hot pink tiefling. That's nice, V. That's very nice. All right, I'm going to get on your shoulders now. Uh, and Oka just kind of like crawls up V uh, and uh, like takes like a, like a stand right on her shoulders. Like she, like they're just standing on her shoulders. Okay. okay. Uh, v, I need you to make an acrobatics check as the base. And then I'll need one from the flyer. 18. 22. Somehow it works. The two of you are actually fairly graceful. There's not a lot of staggering involved. Maybe once or twice toward the beginning as you get used to each other's weight. And then you move forward pretty gracefully. Okay? Are you trying to pass yourselves off as like trying to audition or something? I feel like we're trying to pass. I mean, Oka thinks that we're trying to pass. I think my attempt here is that we're trying to pass ourselves off as one of the retinue of circus performers that are in uh in the tent area that they're just gonna waltz in and do their little act and then sneak in the back okay so there is like a main let's call it the big top the main that has as you get closer and you see various performers you see jugglers you know you see like uh the trapeze artists you see like a sword swallower you see like a fire breather etc uh the main big top uh, front flap is guarded pretty heavily by like four real burly looking folks you know just like strapped head to toe and like knives and daggers and longbows it's really excessive but they look real intimidating right uh, so as the two of you walk I need both of you to make a performance check to go through this undetected uh, it was um, an 18 minus 2 so 16 okay a 16 I'm from Oka use one my last luck point okay and that gets me to a 16. 16 from both of you. Uh, that means it's mostly okay. But someone who's really perceptive might be able to realize that you're not, you don't exactly quite fit in here. Uh, but you get past like the average Joe, right? So the two of you, <laughs> describe to me what it looks like. So I've got, uh, so Oka standing on my shoulders and I've got my hands up on their calves to like anchor them to me. Um, there's a little bit of wobble as, as we go on in there, but, uh, V 
as much as while trying to focus on being the bass is like trying to be like as jovial and like hello everybody we're trying to get we're we're a little late i recognize we're a little late but we're, we've come to, to be part of the show I think Oka, uh, they don't want to speak because the, the second they open their mouth, they're just going to do something absolutely ridiculous. So I think uh, that they are actually going to be doing a little bit of um, fun little uh, culling edge tricks uh, where they focus uh, and they like wipe just a little bit of blood away uh, as a long sheen of like red and gold blood just kind of goes poof. <laughs> You know, and then they like let it like drop into a rope that they like whip around like these feet, you know, like almost like um, like a flaming whip trick, you know, and it is also on fire uh, because of their right of flame. Um, so this like this like blood rope on fire that Oka is now just kind of like tw- like doing like almost like sword forms, but they like whip out, you know, and come back uh, and they're like, make way, make way, you know, like. I think uh, V is also casting Minor Illusion to make like a trumpet sound. Like, it's almost like Flight of the Bumblebee, like, like just accompanying all the stuff that Oka is doing on top. Okay, I love that. Uh, so with your 16s, you get by, you weave your way through the crowd. Where are you headed? You want to go around the back where not a lot of people are? Sure. I think V was like, would start marching right towards the entrance and then Oka would be like, Whisper down. Feet. No, feet. no. Feet around the back. Around the back. Of course. We'll be right back. Okay, that was horrifying. Uh, so V and Oka stagger around the back where there's not a lot of folks, uh, but you do see cages uh, with animals in them, like quote unquote exotic animals, right? Uh, you see like owl bear. You know, here and there, you see a rust monster, uh, which Oka, you'd recognize as like this big, like bug-like creature with like moth-like antenna that likes to eat uh, metal things. So the cage that the rust monster is in is actually made of wood, um, and it's like gnawing on a rusty sword, you know, etc. Uh, various creatures like that. Uh, you even see what appears to be a gigantic spiked armadillo, right? That's like currently curled up into a ball, and then it uncurls as you pass by it with its big, bulbous, beady eyes looking at you. And there are guards loitering around back, too. There does not appear to be a back flap. Uh, but as the two of you peek around, scope out the situation, one of the guards picks his head up and says, Hey, no performers around back. Uh, 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 what? You see, we're, we're, we're trying to make our surprise wonderful entrance. We really wanted to surprise everyone inside. Uh, we thought there'd be a fun little back entrance that we could surprise everybody and be like, ta-da! I don't remember Kane asking for performers. Well, no, this is going to be a surprise. Surprises, you know what surprises are, right? This is one of those things. Who ordered the surprise? Who do you think ordered the surprise? You really want to be on the receiving end when uh, Kane's upset that their surprise is ruined? So let me get your story straight. Kane ordered the two of you to surprise them. Yes. Okay, I need both of you to make a deception check. Do I have any more inspiration? You have three. I have a 26. Okay, but let's see what Oka's is. Are you going to use a personal inspiration, Oka? Okay, I'm going to knock one off the top for you. 15. The guard squints at the pink tiefling and then up at Oka with your blood whip on fire. Says, 
Doesn't make too much sense to me. You know what? The two of you stay there. I'll ask the person. I'll ask the tiefling himself. And the guard turns. Uh, oh, well, I'm a tiefling. You can ask me. Ha ha. Very funny. Uh, and the bugbear guard, let's say, stalks off toward a hidden, what appears to be a hidden backflap. That if like he didn't open it, you wouldn't have known was there. It disappears inside. And while the two of you wait for your fate, let's go to Manaya. Manaya, you find yourself in front of a shabby little tent that is now completely <laughs> uh, staked into the ground. And on the outside, uh, Scrum is tending to a, f- a fish uh, that he is roasting over an open fire. Uh, and some of the embers, there's no fire safety here. Some of the em- there's no stones or anything. The embers are like flicking out and like popping onto like the grass nearby and like making the grass catch on fire a little bit. So Scrum has to rotate between like rotating the fish to like stomping out the fire to rotating the fish to stomping out the fire. Mm-hmm. Oh, Manaya, there you are. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. Let me take that off your hands. And Manaya just, just turns the, the stick with the fish on it. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, you know, I don't know the first thing about building fires. Lore knows all the survival things, uh, but I'm a pretty good cook. Uh, and Scrum starts bap, 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 bapping out the fire. And I am uh, also a relatively good cook, especially with fish, Wuhan and all. He's cooking and goes, so how are you all holding up? We, lo- we seem to lose you after on the beach there. Yeah, we got a little distracted by all the shiny things, uh, but we had we had a lot of fun uh, on Bacchanalia. We just completely forgot about claiming our prize audience with Atalanta. Ugh, can't believe that slipped our mind. But now we're here at the challenge, and we don't want to delay. So I guess we'll wait until we're we're done. How are you? What hap- What happened with you all? And uh, where where did you go off to? You didn't want to set up your tent next to us. No, we're part of a, a different team. Unfortunately, we've been claimed. What? Uh, I no. know. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, Manaya blinks a couple times. Uh, no, don't worry. We're not going to sabotage you. And if you'd like, we could help each other out. Wait, like an alliance? A sort of alliance. Lore! Big lady wants to make an alliance! What, really? Really? Uh, and Laura comes running out of the tent. Uh, Manaya! There you are! I wasn't, hey. uh, listening at the edge of my uh, door, a uh, tent flap or anything at all. I didn't hear anything that you said, but yes, an alliance! We would love, love to make an alliance with you! I mean, the four of you, you all are... Woo! I mean, you could crush us like marbles! Anyway, I think we would rather keep our preparations separate, but if we see you out there... We'll let you be. We should come up with a secret signal. How about, help! Oh, dear gods, help me! Help us! Our lives are in danger! Please, Manaya, help! Does that sound good? I fear that's a little too long and a little... A little... An all-too-common phrase that would be shouted out, not only by you, but by some of my companions as well, potentially. (sighs) Well, how about Dewey? Why won't you make eye contact with me? Uh, and Quailheart also pokes his hummingbird face uh, suddenly out of the tent. How about- I can't speak for him, but I know that he is slow to trust. Give it some time. Oh, I understand that. 
Poor guy. Us single dads gotta stick together. Can you tell him I said that? Can you also give him this? I made it on Bacchanalia Beach. Uh, and <laughs> Quailheart tries to hand you like a little coconut shard with like a carving in it of like Dewey and Quailheart holding hands that says bros Aww. forever. I'll get this to him. Please, it, it would mean a lot to me. I, I know Dewey doesn't always want to talk to me or hang out with me or like me or respect me, but I just really want to be his friend. Maybe I'm coming on too strong. Yeah, maybe you are, Quailheart. Maybe you should stop trying to undermine me in front of Scrum. I'm not... I'm sorry I said your gumbo tasted bad, but you literally used curdled milk. What? It enhances the flavor. Well, come on, Lore, come on. <laughs> Quailheart, let's not argue in front of Big Lady here. You're right, you're right. Manaya, we'll, well, fi we'll figure out, we'll workshop it. We'll workshop a signal. Hey, and after the championship, win or lose, we'll see you again. And when we do, uh... There's a rather popular uh, gumbo soup dish from where I'm from that actually uses curdled milk and other uh, sorts of meats and foods that maybe here on the big island you would consider have already gone bad. Ha! It's a unique flavor. I told you, Quailheart. I, I was just to... being culturally resonant. But it has to be prepared correctly or it may be dangerous to eat. Exactly. You hear that, Lore? Shake my head. Just shake your head! You don't have to say shake my head! Uh, and Lore chases Quailheart. I think Manaya is just going to let them be and start heading away. Awesome. And as you start walking away, shaking your head, uh, we cut to Dewey. What have you been up to? I think I'm watching what Xiaohu does. Is he just, just ripping heads off uh, dummies still, or? Uh, Xiaohu has graduated to meditating. Uh, and Vri is cross-legged on the ground of the tent. Like, eyes closed. Like, seems to be, yeah, is meditating. What do you do? Okay. Uh, I'll talk with Tonga. Bang, bang, bang. Saw, saw, saw. Ding, 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 ding. Brrr. Oh, hey there, Cardu. She pauses, and you see, like, uh, half of a chest set like done right all the black uh all the black pieces are done is this pertinent to the the challenge oh yes it is actually yeah well here's don't tell anyone i'm trying to patent this okay this is a trick chess set my idea is we'll plant it somewhere in clotho with two moves away from checkmate, right? So some inquiring mind's gonna come up and be like, oh, I know exactly how to checkmate. Come up, but then bam, explodey. They'll get suspended in the middle of the air. They'll get caught there in a, in a, a psychic net of some sort, and they won't be able to continue. Is this trap specifically meant for, like, me? Or, like, who, who do you think is... The idea is for the more cerebral types, and... Based on my preliminary scans of the carnival's influence, it does appear to be able to warp perception. So I'm hoping that a chess set in the middle of the jungle won't look as weird as it usually might. In fact, the weirder our traps look, the more normal they'll actually appear in the context of the carnival, you know what I mean? Sure, this isn't like a... this isn't a normal 
carnival or championship, though. Yeah, I know. I just... And Tongo, like, looks down at, like, the, the Black Queen. It's been really hard since the Cataclysm. Honestly, Cardi, it's been really hard since you left. I thought about leaving, too, but I had to stay. I had to keep going for everyone we lost. For Rose? You get that, right? I get why. I just dealt with it in a different way, I guess. Yeah, by having a wife and kid. <laughs> not, not that. I meant, I meant leaving, but yeah, I needed something more, something that would last longer than the challenge, the championship. I hear you. I mean, believe me, I, I definitely thought about leaving. I just, I couldn't leave Xiaohu behind. And some of the other protégés I've since trained after you left. Xiaohu's the only one who's really stuck around, though. Re really... I don't think Re gets me, but Re supports me. And I support Rim. I was wondering how that partnership worked out. So what are you going to do after this challenge? Oh. Oh, goodness, Cardu. I don't e I haven't thought that far in the future. I guess the future is an open question mark. Because everything will change depending on whether or not Xiaohu gets the championship. If Ri does, then I will be Rear mentor. I will be Rear's close, Rear closest advisor. We will turn the sinking ship around. If Ri doesn't, I guess we'll do our best to influence who does end up being champion. Fingers crossed it won't be Kane. What? What is Kane's? What is Kane's deal besides mischief and chaos? <laughs> well, you and I know better than most, don't we? We both know what they did to Rose, to everyone else that got in their way. They're... They're a sadist, Cardu, not a good bone in their body. I really don't say this about a lot of people, but I don't think Kane is redeemable at all. Pure evil. And maybe on that, we cut back to Oka and V, waiting out back. What have you been up to while you've been waiting for this dude to come back out? Uh, I think Oka kind of like slides off of V's, uh, V's shoulders, fake V, tiefling V, and they like look anxiously back at the like hidden door flap. God, I fucking wish I wasn't here. This was a horrible idea. This was a horrible idea. We should just... Oh, oh. I wish I wasn't here. No, uh, just... <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and on Oka being like, I wish I wasn't here. Uh, a little like flash of like red. Uh, and then it's just like... Like right through the shadow of the tent. And they cast invisibility once per day, baby. Oka, where did you go? Shush, shush, fuck, I did it again. I thought it was just, fuck, all right, okay, okay, wait, this is. Wait, 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 okay, distraction time. I distract. You do what you do have to do. Uh, go, uh, okay, yeah, no, this is good. I can do this. I can totally do this. Okay, uh, say something loud. Okay, bye. Okay, okay, I got this. I can't believe it worked. Fuck. 
uh, and Oka is gonna kind of like stand there and jitter for a minute, uh, like the like the like little puffs on the ground, uh, and then they're going to take uh, off in a quick brisk walk uh, toward that hidden door. Uh, meanwhile, V's looking around. Uh, what are these cages like? Like, what's the locking and door situation for the cages? Jesus fucking Christ. Um, each of them has like a big fat padlock on it. Okay, okay. And um, are the doors ones that swing out or like up or? Up, they go up. Perfect, all right. V's gonna cast Dimension Door to go on top of the Owlberry cage. Okay. And uh, just in a very dramatic um, jumping, jumping up on top of the cage and then like pushing her hand down at the padlock, casting Knock. To destroy that okay. lock. Okay. Okay. And you can, hear, you can hear the crack of sound from 300 feet away. And then V just, in a very fluid motion, lifts up the door and says, Be free, my friends, be free. There are still several guards milling about, like I mentioned yeah. earlier, when this yep. happens. Yep. So I think the sequence of sounds is push, push, crack, shing, be free. Brah, gah, ah. Uh, <laughs> as the owl bear just could you could you could you don't like, forget the trumpet sound yes <laughs> the religion. massive <laughs> yes your trumpet your circus trumpet noise. okay have a point of inspiration for that you're unhinged um <laughs> yeah okay uh so the other guards go what what they don't know whether to like try to attack you or go after the bear the owl bear most of them peel after the owl bear but as you're on top of the cage the other ones turn to you and draw their weapons you know and one of them growls get down get down out of there you're messing with our private property can i leap to another cage top uh yes you can uh <laughs> the which one are you going toward the rust monster uh or maybe like a, a the a spiky armadillo <laughs> uh, let's go with spiky armadillos. It's just leaping in midair. There's a, like a quick pause, a little glint in her eye, ding, and then leaps onto the thing. Cast knock again in a very similar fashion. Lifts the door and says, "Be free, my friends! Be free!" Shing, crack, shoo, kaka kaka. Ah! Uh, <laughs> now it's the rust monster that is freed. V, I need you to make a deck save as these guards start shooting arrows at you. Excellent. 13. Okay, do you want to use inspiration or are you going to let that sit? I'll let that sit right now. Okay, in that case, I need you to take, because there's several guards and they're all trying to shoot at you. Uh, let's say you take 11 points of piercing damage uh, as various arrows uh, as you're like still on the cage letting out the armadillo i think several like lodge into like your your chest area and like your like get on like your uh your vest you know your shoulders etc uh, nothing fatal but it does kind of hurt and now you kind of look a little bit like a pin cushion right uh, and now several guards are struggling to try to climb up onto the cage and grab you uh, but on on the chaos and the armadillo like curls up into a ball and starts rolling away and knocks down a guard, right? And the guard goes, ah, it's blunt, but also sharp, as they like, poof, are like knocked to the side and fall into the ground. The armadillo rolls off. Uh, we are going to cut to Oka. This chaos is like happening behind you in slow motion, right? Like you're not looking back. It <laughs> Oka like looks back for one second and as V does the first, be free. And they're like, yeah, okay. Like slow motion as they run. Yeah, and you go through the tent flap, right? Uh, invisible. 
And inside you see a grand, just massive pleasure dome. Uh, there are various little like uh, divots, you know, uh, cushions, pillow piles where people are just like drinking and eating. There's like a fragrant buffet set up, you know, and there's all like all kinds of beautiful people. Like every, the only uniting factor here is they're all gorgeous, right? Uh, and several of them are like wearing masquerade masks, right? And like laughing, like some of them are like, are like kissing on each other. Some of them are like, like playing games or like eating, etc., drinking. And it's just like, it's like a private party, right? And there's like music playing, right? That's like thumping, there's like live music and like live dancers up on like various stages. Uh, think like gay, gay nightclub. Uh, so it's like lights are strobing. Oka, what do you do? You are invisible. Uh, I think Oka was kind of expect. I mean, I don't know what they were expecting, but it definitely wasn't this. Uh, so they they like go through the flap and they're like, Ugh, and like pull like pull themselves. I think like immediately like right out of somebody's way as they like go past like like flush against the the tent again. Um, and they are looking. F- they are immediately looking for the bugbear who came in to ask Kane something. Apparently, uh, you turn around and you see the bugbear on his way out. Of the of the back flap, uh, and as he like exits, you hear him go, "What the f?" <laughs> as he like <laughs> is trying to take care of these nonsense. What do you do, Oka? I look for a semi-familiar blue tiefling. Make a perception check to see how fast you can find them. Ouch. Uh, uh, uh five. Would you like to use one of your two personal inspirations? Where yeah, I will. Okay. Uh, twelve. Would you like to use another personal or a collective? Okay, a 12. Let's say it takes you until something else happens to see Kane. You, you're turning, you're looking, you're like pressing yourself up against like gyrating dancing bodies, like moving away from like where, maybe you pause, you see like a huge champagne fountain, right? That people are just like putting like glasses, frosted glasses against and just drinking. And like one dwarf is just like drinking like directly from the fountain, right? And you see like a, a, like a, a miniature mountain of like, str- uh, like chocolate covered strawberries like there's a chocolate fountain as well right and then you see like another fountain of like a different kind of alcoholic beverage and you're moving 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 all these beautiful people like in like sequins and like satan uh satan satins sorry (laughs) uh just beautiful tieflings and elves and half orcs and uh, halflings and gnomes and dwarves people of every shape and size and color right just in here but all of them are so handsome and gorgeous and then you see them. Lock, uh, you lock your eyes upon Kane from across the room. And it's not too hard to find them because they're elevated above the crowd on a chaise lounge, right? And they have no fewer than four beautiful attendants tending to them. One of them is feeding chocolate-dipped strawberries into their mouth. Another one is literally rubbing their feet, giving them a foot massage. Another one's giving them like a manicure, it appears. And like another one is at the uh, kneeling in front of the lounge, um, polishing what appear to be a pair of like shoes, like special looking shoes with like heels on them. Uh, like, uh, think, think like a little bit Dorothy Ruby Red heels. Uh, like a gem, gem-colored heel uh, that they're, like, polishing up. Uh, and then you can hear, you can't hear what Kane's saying, but you can see Kane like, moving their mouth, and they're, they seem to be speaking. And, like, the the crowd of, like, adoring fans nearby, like, oh, I'll giggle and laugh, you know, a little bit too loud, uh, loudly at Kane's jokes. 
But before you can get like too close, uh, someone comes in from like the main flap, main like tent flap area, the front, and they like run over to Kane and they like whisper something in Kane's ear, and Kane just goes, <sighs> and then gets up, you know, and all the attendants like move away, you know, uh, and Kane makes an announcement and as soon as they like raise their voice all the music stops like all the moving stops like everyone just immediately knows that like kane is speaking so they gotta shut the fuck up uh and kane says ladies and gentlemen beautiful people and lovers it appears that someone has requested a formal duel with me and so i must accept this won't be too long Keep the party going. Come watch if you want. More champagne for everybody. Uh, and everyone in the tent, like, cheers as Kane gets up and several attendants, like, help them. Uh, the one shining the heels, like, raises them and Kane just, like, he, like waves them off. Uh, and then barefooted uh, walks down this, like, elevated, like, Chase Lounge, like, platform and heads heads outside. And you can see Ch- uh, Kane is draped in these, like, this, like, open robe, right? Very flowy, very dancerly almost. That exposes their, like, uh, their top surgery scars. So as they're heading out, Oka, what do you do? I mean, Oka's like taking care to like like sneak, you know, down the like down the tent on the one side, and they like almost get there, and then Kane like stands up and gives the announcement and starts walking out, and they're like fucking hell, uh, and they like turn around, like, they like turn around and just like try to go back the way they came as fast as possible, like keeping to the sides of the tent. Like I think it's almost embarrassing. They like crawl underneath one of the tables just so they don't have to push through people, you know. Like they're just like like they're gu- they're trying to make their way as fast as possible back to the entrance of the tent. Okay, as you push your way through the tent, I think we are going to cut to Manaya and Dewey. I think at this point, Manaya, are you returning to uh, Tonga's tent before you try to find Talat? Yeah, I think I'll go collect Dewey. Okay, as you stop by Tonga's tent, both the two of you, Dewey from inside, Manaya from outside, hear commotion. Right. Uh, I think both of you hear like uh, ostriches squawking and like the like the sounds of like ostrich taloned feet like like slapping the earth. Uh, and you also hear like a loud voice, a very proud, loud, slightly drunken sounding voice uh, go. Well, where are they? Are they too much of a coward huh, to face me head on to face on Jing? Huh? Come on out, Kane, you coward. Battle to the death. We both know it's you and I, top contenders here. So let's just knock one of us out of the park here. And I think it's going to be you. Where are you? Come on, come on out. Official duel challenge uh, is what both of you hear coming from the direction of Kane's tent. What do the two of you do? I'm scrambling out of the tent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as you get out, Amaniah, like elbows you a little bit and goes, I'm not a betting woman, but pretty sure that's V. I don't think so. Not this time. No? Well, mm. they've got a handle on things. Let's go find... Shit. What was her name? Talat? Talat. Let's go find Talat. I do want to see this go... These are the two uh, biggest contenders. I, If one of them can take the other out, I want to see this. <laughs> That's probably important. Alright, you do that. I'll go find them. Okay. We're running out of time though. And be careful. With two people when two people start fighting, it very commonly ends up with more people fighting oh, at the end. Oh yeah. So uh, I'm great at knowing when to uh leave the scene. Don't worry about me. 
Dewey, right. you peel off toward Kane's tent, and Manaya, you uh, set off to find Talat. Uh, and as you peel off toward Kane's tent, let's go back to V. <laughs> v. Mm-hmm. Several guards are trying to scramble their way on top of the cage, and then you see the bugbear exit and go, Hey, what the f- Hey, you! I don't know what's happening right now. And V's gonna leap back to the middle cage, and she's making her way back to the other, uh, to the rust ones. And as she leaps in midair, she's gonna fire, it sounds like a whistle firecracker. And it's gonna go way up into the air, way, way up, it's 60 feet in the air, and boom, a fireball. Uh, just, you know, distractions. And she's gonna make her way across and jump across and and uh, cast knock on this, fi- her last knock on this final cage. Okay, I'm gonna ask for at least a roll for that. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Why don't you make an acrobatics check? Uh, I will use my personal inspiration. Okay, sounds good. You have one left. There we go. Uh, 16. 16. Uh, yes, that is successful. Uh, the bugbear takes out what appears to be uh, like uh, a slingshot and like aims it at you. Boom! But like the, the metal pellet whizzes like between your legs, let's say, as you like pirouette through the air and land on it. Clap. Uh, same thing happens. Pew! Foo! Ding! Bang! Ah! Uh, as the, the rust monster runs out and starts wreaking havoc, right? And in the chaos, over the, over, over the din of your chaos, uh, you hear a voice come from the front of, uh, of, the, of Kane's tent that goes, Come on, Kane, I'm waiting! This has been a long time coming. Let me bash that pretty boy face of yours in. Ooh, uh, sounds like a party's getting started, everybody. Maybe we should go see what's happening. As the creatures are all, like, running around in the back. Are you going to also head toward the front, V? I think I'm just going to dimension door to, like, the side of the tent and then drop this guy's self as soon as I get over there. Okay. You dimension door to the side where you see. And Oka, you see as well as you you invisibly run out the front of the tent. And Dewey, you see as you come around Tonga's tent. The three of you would, like, sort of try and do that here, right? A, a crowd has formed. Uh, around the ostrich riders uh, that you almost ran into on your way here. Uh, and all these ostrich riders are like, look look like rough and tumble folks, you know, like studded leather armor, very Mad Max Fury Road, right? With their like mean, like metal-beaked ostriches with their metal spurs on their talons as well. Uh, but the, their leader is none other than Jing, an elf with gray-brown skin, uh, bone-white hair uh, that's tied back with like a headband with golden coins dangling down from it. Uh, and their eyes look really lazy and arrogant and confident. Uh, and they're sort of strutting around like on their ostrich, right? And they're sort of like showboating a little bit. And everyone's like, there's like a big crowd of at least a couple dozen people gathered, like looking, whispering. You know, they're like, you know, people are whispering, like, Jing's thrown down the gauntlet. Well, Kane would have to be a coward to refuse. You know, they're all like looking at each other. Uh, and Jing's like, huh, looks like you're not going to show, huh? Well, I guess everyone can mark the day that Kane decided to. Well, now, 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 Jing. Everyone knows a true showman makes an appearance. Uh, and then Jing steps out of the tent uh, right as, let's say, um, maybe this is like with a fireball, like pfft, that like V cast, like makes like a huge shower, like across the night sky. And everyone thinks it was like Kane, right? Everyone goes, ooh, ah, you know, in the audience. And Kane sort of like takes off like this outer robe they were wearing and like hands it to like a nearby attendant. Um, 
And Jing smirks and like hops off the ostrich and the ostrich goes off to like one of Jing's retinue, right? Jing like cracks their knuckles and they go, all right, I've challenged you to a fight to the death. Before the gong sounds, whoever wins, wins. What do you say? Kane looks to the left, looks to the right and says, to the death, you say? Are you sure, Jing? Don't you have so much to live for? Well, maybe not. Shut your mouth. Are you going to accept my challenge or not? Fine. I accept. To the death, then. And I doubt it'll take me until the gong. Uh, and Jing pulls out uh, double chakrams uh, from their waist, which if you don't know what that is, that's basically what uh, Warrior Princess Xena uses. It's like a bladed, like circular boomerang weapon. And like the, the edges are like custom made to be serrated to cause as much bleeding as possible. Uh, and Jing just runs forward with like, whoa, like immense speed. Like even though Jing's kind of big and like muscular, like this, this elf is fast. And they like both chakrams whiz toward uh, Kane, who at the last minute just sort of like steps to the side and both miss. And they both like come back uh, to Jing, who is now within melee range grabs both chakrams and poof, makes like an X uh, formation like in front of in front of their arms. Uh, and Kane just bends backward, like Jojo posing, right? Like just poof, all the way back and just poof, completely dodges like this X of the chakram. Uh, and actually like when they come back up, uh, Jing sort of like staggers is behind Kane now. And Kane turns uh, and in movement that I can only really describe as like dance, right? Uh, Jing sort of like makes this like sort of like undulation with their body like like they're opening a dance and then they sort of uh, snap their arm back like they make a flourish and I'm going to use the auto crit that we have on the table uh, <laughs> because I can use it uh, as they as they snap their wrist to the side uh, there's just a loud crack Kane didn't even make contact with Jing but Jing's head just cracks to the side as uh, Kane just severs their spinal cord. And Jing just falls to their knees, and falls to the ground, their chakrams like disappearing in a wisp of smoke, both of them. Podcast editing is by Marisa Ewing of Hemlock Creek Productions. Transplaner RPG is proudly sponsored by at Dimitri Opines on Twitter and explaintrade.com, a negotiation skills training consultancy, because you can't ask to roll persuasion in real life. Check out explaintrade.com. Please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps so much with getting new listeners to find us. New podcast episodes drop every Tuesday. If you can't wait that long, tune into our live stream Saturdays at 7 p.m. U.S. Central Time on Twitch at TransplanarRPG. Also, toss us a follow on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at TransplanarRPG. We also have a Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res art, and much, much more. And finally, a very very special thank you to our Patreon paragons. Abigail Rytel, Azara, Brookbright, Charles, Chiacres, Cora Eckert, Lex Slater, Mavilis, Mitzi, Moonflower T, Purple Mouse, Risa, and Target.